0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mash Those Buttons Mashcast, a podcast about video games, community, culture, and industry. I am Jared, also known as Ja, and I'm here with Christina Zamorelli, also known as Pop-Tart. What's up? Hey, and uh, Nick isn't with us today, but that's okay because we have Mashcast veteran, Watchpoint Radio veteran, double tap veteran, Mikey Kenny.
1: what is up everybody how is everybody i didn't (laughs) realize i was in that many yeah
0: (laughs) yeah you bet you've 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 made the rounds here on matches Button. a a few here and there (laughs) all right so uh we're really glad to have mike here today not that i'm not glad to have christina here but yeah (laughs) thank (laughs) you She's here all the time. (laughs) (laughs) This is uh, episode number six, and we're going to go ahead and talk about a few different things uh, for those who listen to Watchpoint Radio and uh, possibly, I'm not sure if I brought it up on the previous episode of MASHCast, but I was away for two weeks. I was out of the country, and um, when I came back, we really really didn't have time to really prep a topic the way we want to, or at least a topic that we were going to talk about uh, yeah, we need more prep work on it. <laughs> so what we're going to do today is uh, each one of us is going to present a topic and we're going to talk about it for a little bit. So you're going to pro- listen to about three different things tonight uh, on episode number six. And uh, before we get into that, I want to le- welcome any new listeners that are listening for the very first time. Thanks for take- taking the time to check out the Mashable's Button Smashcast. And I would also like to thank uh, you know anybody who is a returning listener. You know, we got some numbers, some small numbers, but this, some of you guys are listening, so thank you very much.
2: Thank you. Thanks for
0: coming back. Thank
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> Even though, like, this is my first time on this thing since it rebooted, but
0: thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so before we get into the our, our topics here, I guess how how have things been for everybody? Mike, you you go first because you are our guest. Oh.
1: I've been playing a lot of Monster Hunter, a lot of Monster Hunter. <laughs> Monster <laughs> Hunter just kind of like absorbed my soul for the most part. Like that game is just so good. Like it's just so good. And then that's what I yeah. hear.
0: I the only reason I don't have it is because I'm like, well, the PC version is going to be out, and it's probably going to be really good, and I want to get that, but. I still kinda want to get the PS4 version because of Aloy. (laughs) I'll let you
1: know how now though that okay, I get you on Aloy. I also want an Aloy really bad. Her armor isn't very good though, and it's not Uh, a glamour piece, and they don't have glamour yet. So you can still do it. It's just your armor isn't gonna be like super great. But you can upgrade it a little bit, but it's not the best armor in game. Gotcha. Okay. You can't mix set it to like be like hey give me some of the skills from this piece and no you have to hold the whole set of armor on
0: oh uh, okay well that makes me feel a little bit better for yeah, now at least for so now. we'll see
1: if they ever had glamoring i'm all over that shit
0: like i will right. glam,
1: i will glamour ryu i will glamour aloy i will glamour all that But right now there's just no glamouring
0: in the game right now gotcha okay well then i'll keep that in mind and just hold out for the pc version which should be pretty awesome. I right, I'm not gonna lie, I'm probably gonna double dip. Uh, nah, that, that wouldn't I wouldn't be my first time doing that either. <laughs> uh Christina, how about you?
2: It's it's been busy. It's been pretty busy. So obviously the standard Final Fantasy XIV stuff. Um I had a couple pickups. I had Detective Pikachu and a Way Out, and I saw I wasn't even gonna pick it up, but I saw the Nino Kuni Collector's Edition. And I was like, oh, shit, that's so nice. I don't need this $200. And I bought it.
0: Oh, yeah. Because who needs $200? Because bucks? who
2: needs 200 You know, whatever. Uh, so I did beat Detective Pikachu.
1: Um, oh, how, like, is, how was that? Was it a good, good game?
2: It's like uh, you can't go into it expecting a super in-depth gameplay type of game. It's like Baby's First Phoenix right?
1: Okay, that's what I was... I was like, what about... I was thinking it was going to be like Baby's First Professor Layton.
2: Basically, yeah. And
1: I was kind of okay with that.
2: Yeah, so it was good. The big thing that I really, really like about the game is that there's a different depth of, I guess, interaction in this game compared to standard Pokemon games. So you're running around, you're talking to Pokemon. Um, when Anytime you see like a Pokemon for the first time, it zooms in, it's like, oh, this is... Wow, I forgot, like, every Pokemon's name for a second. This is Starly. It's a bird or something. Like, it just has, like, little witty things underneath of it. Uh, and it's, like, really, really cool to kind of see that interaction. Um, but I did not like the, the ending at all.
1: Did it click? Well, uh, well, I won't. Ask, never mind. I'm probably going to play it, so I won't ask too much about the ending. So... It's, but do you recommend I'll I'll say this. Do you recommend the game?
2: I recommend the game, but it left off on a major to be continued. Like a oh major to be continued.
1: Well, that just means they want a sequel.
2: Yeah. Which is fine. If I say anything, it'll it'll ruin it. So That's I don't want to ruin it for anybody. But I it completely made me bad. Uh, yeah. But I was also playing a way out with Crash Tag a bit, and that game's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. I
1: heard the only way to play that game is you literally have to only play co-op with somebody you else. You
2: cannot. Even on the box, it says requires second player. Like, you know how some game says required internet? It says requires second player.
1: But can you couch co-op?
2: Yeah, it is couch co-op. It's, it's focused on couch co-op. And then they give you a pamphlet on the inside that you can give the code to somebody and you can play co-op with them. They don't even have to buy the game. And the game's only 30 bucks.
1: Are you serious? Someone yeah. actually thought someone actually did this in twenty eighteen. Yeah. <laughs> where's where's the microtransactions?
2: There isn't any. Where's
1: where's the where's the charging double for one game?
2: I'm, there... I'm confused here, Jaw.
1: Why why are someone trying to make an honest dollar in video games? They should be charging <laughs> us out
0: the butt. I'm confused. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but no, it's really good.
0: Yeah, I um, I was the game looked interesting to me, but even with them giving you the code for the second person. That means I still have to match up with somebody so, to play the game. Yeah. And I i mean, I got friends, but we run on different schedules and shit like that. Like, I can't be like, okay, well, we're going to hop on and we're going to play this right now.
2: That's the problem. We've had one night to play it and that's about it. But it was fun. There's like things where you had to push buttons at the same time. So you kind of had to coordinate with each other. Like you actually have to work together. And it got to like some really situ- like funny situations where we were just like laughing. I should have really streamed it, but I was being lazy that day. Um, Not to
0: mention, a lot of my friends blow through story, right? Like playing Borderlands with some of my friends was fucking horrible. It was terrible because <laughs> I'm trying to listen to the stuff that they're saying. Oh and, and catch the lore but they're just like skipping through stuff that really well, You can't really it, like, skip it.
2: through stuff in this, so that's good.
0: And then they they probably wouldn't play it. That's the yeah. thing. like if they have to sit there and not play they're not that. Well, that's there's the not thing, too though. many
2: cut scenes. Like it'll be like cut scene and then you have a goal and then cut scene and then you have a goal. So it's it's really good. And like the way that they make it is literally everything you do you have to do multiplayer. There's this uh part where you have to catch a fish and I'm sitting there like trying to stab things and he's trying to light a fire and you couldn't do either or without like, helping each other. Right. So, it's really awesome the way that they had it set together.
0: Yeah. Games that are, like, super co-op reliant, um, like, I mean, you not only do you have to have somebody to play with, but, I mean, uh, they really need to be cooperative with you. I kind of shy away from because it just, a lot of, because, like, I, I usually have to rely on randoms it doesn't work that well that's why well you know,
2: i don't think the game is meant to rely on randoms because they give you a code it's not like a matchmaking online
0: right and they don't even have matchmaking available
2: i didn't try
0: yeah but so i would I, think I, it wouldn't uh i probably would yeah so the game is like going lower and lower on my totem pole here to pick i mean it's probably a great game but i don't know if it's for me
2: that's good so yeah, it's good. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what else to say. It's really good. Uh yeah. and then I was playing Nino Kuni. That's about it. I wasn't yeah. going to play it and then I cut open the box, the beautiful box and then took the game out and played it.
1: I have also been playing Nino Kuni, but I'll talk about that later. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's that's one of the topics tonight. Um for me, for the past 2 weeks, I mean obviously when I came back, I, I played some Overwatch and I'm still getting warmed back up. I have not played my main yet. But um, other than that, I played a... I finally started playing Bayonetta, which I'm like, okay, this is kind of cool. Like I can see myself going through it. But then I turned Breath of the Wild back on, and I played a shit ton of Breath of the Wild uh, while I was overseas. And um, we're going to get into that in a few minutes. But I will say this about the Switch. In airplane mode, you can get about four hours out of it. You get about four hours out of it without plugging it in, which actually comes in handy because one of the days I was out there, I was actually um, not feeling too great. I got a little sick, <clears throat> and they were going to go hike the the Wild Wall, which is the part of the Great Wall of China that does is not maintained. It is dangerous. It is a hike, and I was like, I'm not going out there feeling like this. I'm not going to go, so I didn't go. But in the call. yeah the, the um the the amount of pet, uh battery life you get was perfect though because I like woke up in the morning I ate I started playing Breath of the Wild I played it for four hours battery's going dead I plug it up I'm like oh I'll go get some lunch <laughs> took a shower went and got lunch came back it was almost charged I, I think I watched like an episode of F is for Family on Netflix and it was fully charged start playing it again. Four hours later, I'm like, I could go for some dinner, plug it back up, and and then go. So the actual uh, the actual intervals at which I was losing battery power was perfect, you know. So um, I also saw somebody else playing it on 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 the plane, but they were doing horribly. So like, I was like. I think you don't. If I'm, you're not supposed to be there yet, buddy. Yeah, you know, I got so. a lot of
2: compliments when I was playing the game, like in the beginning, because I was like going around and adventuring, and people are like, "Wow, everybody else is like drowning and dying to really stupid stuff," and I'm like, "I don't. The game's not that hard. I don't know how." Like, and
0: I'm gonna talk about that. <laughs> you walked right into that trap. He gonna yeah. make me
2: so mad today.
0: I might as well. It's okay. Just
1: I will mitigate. I have played both <laughs> games and at least seen. Zelda to completion so we'll we'll see how this goes
0: i am going to well let's transition into my topic which essentially is because we had that conversation at the last mash about horizon zero dawn versus breath of the wild and at the time like i had finished horizon zero dawn but i had just started breath of the wild now i have quite i haven't finished breath of the wild but i still have i have quite a bit of time on it and i understand the game a lot better ultimately if you are trying to if you're trying to if i was going to explain the differences, the biggest difference between the two is that horizon is way more action oriented than breath of the wild way more action oriented than breath of the wild um that's that's the biggest difference
1: do you you say action oriented you mean combat right combat oriented
0: yes more, okay. way more combat oriented than breath of the wild and Breath of the Wild definitely has way more puzzle solving. Yeah, it, I was going to say record.
2: Zelda's going to be a lot more puzzle solving. I mean, you have some of the combat things, but it's still Zelda at the end of the day, so you have I, I
1: mean, to be fair, that is that is Zelda's shtick. Like, they have a yeah, little which, bit of combat, but not really a lot of it. outside uh, of And
2: most
0: of the combat is like a puzzle combat. Mm-hmm. The combat in Breath of the Wild um I, I think there's there's more of combat in this zelda game than i've seen in previous ones because it's open so i fight a lot of shit in breath of the wild <laughs> you that is true for this breath for
1: this zelda yes there's a lot more combat in this Zelda than previous zeldas i will i will say
0: yeah and that's because of the of the type of game it is but go ahead mike but there are a lot more puzzles than any yes, other zelda there are, as well I, I will i will say that um with Breath of the Wild, I like in terms of which game is better. I, I I made my my choice last time. I said, I said right now, I didn't say I shouldn't say I didn't, make, I, didn't, I didn't make my choice. But I said right now, as it stands, Horizon Zero Dawn is still a better game because at this point in Horizon Zero Dawn, I couldn't stop playing the game. But with Breath of the Wild, I was like, Ugh. but here's the deal. Now, after playing. Hours upon hours of Breath of the Wild and only that for weeks. <laughs> okay. If you want to say that Breath of the Wild is an open world game, I will still adamantly say that Horizon Zero Dawn is better. But if you want to call if you want to call Zelda or Breath of the Wild a sandbox game, then I'll say, okay, yeah, like that, that's a different story. One, because Horizon's not a sandbox game. And two, I, I will say that I believe that Breath of the Wild is better than Skyrim as a sandbox game. I, I will say that. Um, so if you view it as a sandbox game, you really can't compare the two. So it depends what you tell me is, Zelda is to you. If you tell me that Zelda is open world to you, I'm going to tell you that Horizon's better. But if you tell me that it's a sandbox, I'm like, okay, yeah, it's a, well, it's a great sandbox What's your game. definition of sandbox? Yeah. So so the thing, the difference between open world games and sandbox games is that open world games, um, generally speaking, they let you, you know, you're in the world, at like, okay, you go through a little tutorial, something like that, and then you go into the world, and the world's open, you can go here, you can go there, you can travel to different places, you can do what you want. But, even though they still let you do what you want, to actually progress in the game, they provide a, a good amount of guidance. They will put you on a quest line, that will take you from place to place and make sure you're powered up along the way. It's from start to the end of the game. It does power you up along the way. Now, with it being open, yes, you can go into areas where you probably shouldn't be, where you're underpowered, uh, where you will put yourself in danger. But even in those cases, you're they usually will lock you off at a certain point, right? So in Horizon Zero Dawn, in the like the first area is actually pretty big when the first area is actually pretty large, I mean, there are areas in that area that are going to be pretty dangerous to you. But at a certain point, they kind of stop you from going into an area where you would just flat out get crushed, right? Like, they'll kind of like, okay, no, you, you, you don't want to do this yet. Um, like, for example, the first time you see a Thunderjaw in Horizon Zero Dawn, you will probably be, I would say, underpowered. You probably should not fight it but if you are skilled enough, you can take it down. If you are skilled enough and you have 20 minutes, <laughs> you can probably take it down.
1: I was going to say the stormbird cuz you see the stormbird, that's the first thing that probably you see that's like big and dangerous coming out of that meridian or that not is true, meridian, yes. but like the gateway to the next like deserty area.
0: Yeah. Um, the stormbird, I fucked with it. It was a bad idea. Yeah, I fucked fucked with it, but I beat it eventually. Required a lot of running, a lot of hiding. You wasted so much material on that. Oh yeah, I burned through so much material. I wasted so much time, but I'm like, fuck, it's on me. It's huge. There's no trees out here. There's no trees out here. (laughs) Like there's no cover or anything like that. Like yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's the thing. Wow. So um. Yeah, that's the thing about open world games. They're open. They do let you do what you want to do, but still, they still provide guidance. Like you can go off and do your own thing, but at the end of the day, you know this marker. This is your main marker. This is where you go if you want to progress. Or if you're now or now if you're hitting stuff that you are having a really hard time with. Okay, maybe it's time to get back on track. <laughs> you know, let me go back to my main marker. Sandbox games are different. And this is the argument for instead of Horizon versus, or well, instead of Breath of the Wild versus Horizon, it's more like Breath of the Wild versus Skyrim. Because in a sandbox game, you get into the game and, you know, you just go wherever you want. <laughs> like that, and, and that's it. Both Breath of the Wild and Skyrim, once you get Pat, like well, Breath of the Wild, once you get your little uh, kite air thing. glider. Yeah, the air glider. There you go. Um, you can go to the end of the game if you want. You'll get crushed, but you can go there. With Skyrim, I do believe this, they're like, well, I haven't checked Skyrim speedruns in a long time. Does
2: Skyrim but, have an end of the game? Like, I don't feel like I've never seen anybody get to the end of the There is
0: an end to main story. Yeah. So, with Skyrim, like, you can also pretty, you can dart toward the end of the game, like, and it's, it, you can get there, I think, in under two hours. So, um, once again, not, Recommended, but you can't do that. Open world games, or I shouldn't say open world, but sandbox games have way less direction. And to me, like that's why I'm not a huge fan of sandbox games. And that actually speaks a lot to Breath of the Wild because I like Breath of the Wild, but it's still a sandbox game. I believe. Go ahead.
2: I do agree with you because I've said this before, but I never really like Skyrim just because it's just okay. Go. Like I didn't though, so Zelda was basically the same thing, and I completely enjoyed it. So yeah, it's
0: it's way more enjoyable than Skyrim, but it's still pretty open world. Like for example, with Zelda, um, let's not even talk about the the Great Plateau, but let's talk like once you once you talk to Empa, right? They literally they tell you what the objective is, which is to get the four beasts, but they put the they they just give you four markers in the four corners of the map right Mm -hmm. there are there i would say there's definitely an order that you want to go in to a degree i mean
1: there's an order but you don't necessarily have to follow those and each one is as i would say as difficult as the others and that's honestly it's honestly in my opinion it's problem is that each of the divine beasts should feel epic but like once you've done one I kind of feel like you've almost done them all. Well,
2: well the thing with that, though, is remember how you said there's like a lot of puzzles in the game. So the Divine Beasts are kind of like puzzles in their own. So when you're fighting them, it's not necessarily the fight. It's the figuring the puzzle.
1: Right. Well, the, the Divine Beasts was more of like a dungeon.
2: Well, I'm sorry. The L- actual yeah. the yeah. light thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Like the it's... shrines are like mini puzzles that are nice to break up the combat and the survival and all that with. Especially because, you know, you get hearts and you get things like that. But, like, the Divine Beasts were supposed to be kind of like the, the Zelda dungeons, you know? And, like, you right. get that, but th- instead of, like, it ramping up every time, like a Zelda game normally plays, they all had to stay at the same level because you, ha- you should the player has to be able to do any of them in any order. So well, I that's... feel like that almost kind of
0: hurt the dungeon design. Well, that's what I want to talk about, right? The, 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 the actual Divine Beasts aren't the issue. It's getting to the divine beasts. That's the issue, and that kind of determines your order. Because, I mean, I'm sorry. Like, if you go to, I haven't even gone to where the Rito are yet, so I can't tell you how easy or difficult, easy or hard it is to get there. But if if I was to try to get to the Gerudo, not the Gerudo, first to the uh, to the Gorons first, the the rock guys, is Gorons, right? Mm-hmm. If I was trying, if I was trying to get there first, but I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> like, no, like that—that that was the first place I actually got to. I'm like, no, the, it's difficult. It, it's the path to get and, to the place. And that I know are people problem. that
1: have rushed that. Well, the, goal, the
2: way that I first. got into every place uh was kind of just eat the food and chilled until I got there, and then bought the outfit.
0: Yeah, like the the, the like. I mean, I guess you can do that. Like, but like the, for for me, from what I've seen so far, the easiest of the four to get to has been. Um, the Zora—that's the easiest to get to. You get there, you fight your way up the hill, boom, done.
2: Now, is you that the first just, one? Is that the first one you did?
0: That's the first one I did.
2: Okay, because ninety percent of the people, ninety percent of the people that I've talked to, including myself, that is the first one that everybody did. So
0: that's what you, Randall's first one was too. But you know why? That's because, like, you know, Mike is right. The, each of the divine beasts needs to be equal in terms of difficulty but the developer is trying to push you in the area that they want you to go if you try to go to other places you're going to get that ass whooped and you're going to move toward that direction
1: well not just that they probably wanted people probably go to mitha first just because of her ability yes like Mm -hmm. mitha's ability is easily like one of the best ones for early game
0: oh absolutely if if not that rivali (laughs) I don't. I don't think that that's a bad decision to send people there at all. Like I, I get it, but here's the deal. I think the game would have a better feel if you were directed there as opposed to just ra- either you randomly went there first out of the four, right, or you were directed there. You know because okay, I will go in this direction, I'm getting my ass kicked. I go in this direction, I'm getting my ass kicked. I go in this direction, I'm getting my ass kicked. The easiest path to go is that direction because with the with the low grade weapons you have, you can kill stuff then you get stronger weapons as you kill them and you get stronger weapons as you kill them, and you make your way all the way up that hill and now you're by the time you get up there you're much stronger than you used to be, which then will enable you to go to another place which the gorons is actually still kind of difficult um in terms of fighting but I could, if I really pushed, I could probably make it. And But in, instead of doing the gone, I actually switched over to going to the, the Gerudo guys instead of the Gerudo girls, I I was like, going
2: to say. Yeah.
0: I, got, I was about I, to say, you almost started a whole war there. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, but like I said, I, w- I have gone over there. Um, have but you gotten that, in there yet? I haven't gotten in there yet. I'm okay. looking for some guy who's probably going to give me a dress or something like that and get me in there. I won't spoil I it then. It well, yeah, like, a lot. <laughs> but, um... So, yeah, like the, I, I can definitely see the game tries to guide you via the difficulty of the monsters and the area itself. But the problem I have with that, and once again, let me reiterate, I'm not trashing Zelda here. I like the game, <laughs> okay? But I'm going to analyze it. The The problem I have with that is that it almost... Ru- <laughs> that's not the right, right word. It doesn't ruin it. But it definitely pulls down the epic feeling of the game when you have to run away so much i have never run away from stuff in a game so much in my fucking life have you <laughs> played a survival
1: horror game before
0: <laughs> well i don't play survival <laughs> horror kidding. games <laughs> okay well, but the, and that's a bit those survival horror games this is a game where you're supposed to be like an epic hero what kind of epic hero runs away from everything i what mean i'm of- and the thing is cause I like to explore. I like to explore games. That's what I do. Like Horizon Zero Dawn. Before I went to the next area, before I went to the next checkpoint, or not checkpoint, but main quest. Mm-hmm. I cleared out every side quest. Go ahead.
1: To what? be fair, to to analyze Horizon, and this is coming from, you know, Horizon Fanboy Five Two Four Three. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm on Jaw's side. I like Horizon more than Zelda. But right. to be fair, like horizons like once you fight a thunderjaw and take it down you've done the hardest fucking thing in the game
0: rock rock um what you call rock breakers
1: okay rock breakers fine (laughs) once you've taken down the double rock breaker area like you've done the hardest thing in the game
0: you definitely fought the hardest enemy um, I will say that who the the demo- the, the destroyers because those things are easy no 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 I said the, no the rock breakers are definitely the hardest unit in the game I think what they do after you after you get to a certain level it's no longer just about the unit it's about the combination of units that they put together it's like okay fine you could take down thunder jaws you can take down Stormbirds, you could take down um rock breakers here's a ensemble of machines Good luck. And then also with the uh with the areas they put you into. Like I remember there was there's one storm bird that sits at the top of one of the mountains and there's very little cover and very little space to move around for for a bird of prey of his size. Like you know. I mean, so.
1: okay, and that's fair, but all I'm saying is like I I feel like once you beat some of the prime once you beat some of the prime like robots you kind of know what to do for the rest of the game for the oh most yeah part. definitely i would especially definitely especially if you've been doing your cauldrons if you've been doing cauldrons you just
0: override everything
1: override everything
0: <laughs> and anything you want have a thunderjaw. fight a thunderjaw. go have fun absolutely oh it gets easier when you have the uh the corruption arrows like i that's a thing like so no i i agree but that's that i guess that's really part of the game right um you feel more powerful as you play but my my uh and over with all that i'm sure that you will feel more powerful when you play like i i i feel more powerful when i play because i actually went into one of the um the shrines and it was like i went to like the test of strength ones and it was like a like a not a minor test of strength but uh it said it wasn't minor, it wasn't major. It's whatever the one they have in the middle. And I went in there and got my ass whooped. And then I beat Zora, the Azora's, uh or well, I beat um, Ruda. The first place I went was right back to that fucking shrine. All right, let's see who's the bitch now. (laughs) You know know, what? Uh,
2: In the beginning of the game, guardians are like the scariest thing for me, and now like I'll turn on my game and be like, "Oh, I need some guardian parts." And I go in and like shoot them in the eye, (laughs) chop all their legs off. I'm like, "All right, I'm good." But
1: but what's funny about Zelda is nothing. Zelda and Horizon both do this well. Nothing changes about the guardians between the start of the game to the end of the game. You just have a better understanding of them now. Oh, absolutely. Oh yeah, I can. I
2: fight with like basic arrows. And like just regular swords, because I know how to fight them now. I don't even use the guardian stuff.
1: To both games' praise, both of them do it really well. Like fighting your first Thunderjaw, and realizing like finally all its weaknesses, and you're like, next time you
0: fight him, you're like, okay, I know exactly how to do this. Dude, I I get like. like there's a there was a point where I started to get happy when I saw a Thunderjaw in a group that had the fight. I'm like, "Oh, great. I'm going to take his gun and kill everybody." Like, you know that's what, that's what I'm going to if I you do. think
1: about it, think about when you first took on a Sawtooth
0: for the first time. Oh yeah, it was fucking terrifying. And then when they they had they introduced it's not a Sawtooth, it's the next one up that has a gun on top of it. Um Was it not it a called? Sawtooth? Or, it's not a know, Sawtooth, but it, it has the body of a Ravenger. A Ravenger, right. Yeah. And I I stumbled onto one of those. I'm like, oh, it's a sawtooth. It has to come to me. Nope. <laughs> you know. But the, the, I guess the, the well getting back to what I was saying, the main point is the feeling, like how I feel playing the game, right? Right. With Horizon Zero Dawn, it felt like because I wasn't just constantly running away from things and uh, you know, I newer monsters not newer monsters, but newer robots were a challenge that I had to face and maybe struggle through the first fight or maybe even the second fight, but yeah, eventually you, um, you kind of work through it and get stronger and able to take them down a lot faster. That does make, that does lead for an epic feeling. But not to say that Zelda doesn't feel epic, but it definitely lessens the feeling when it's like, you just like, oh, I, there's no, I, I, you stumble into an area that you have no business being in and you have to like hightail it out of there. So what <laughs> are you, technically, you could take them down.
2: Yeah, what are you even fighting that you keep running from?
0: Uh, so, r- well, I don't run from as much as I used to because obviously I'm, sh- I like I I'm, like I said, I'm stronger now, but the, uh, the guardians, like even like the fucking stationary ones are a problem. Uh, were a problem. You shoot and, in the eye, you're good. And the, uh, or reflect them, or you reflect
1: the shot with your shield.
0: Well, you can still shoot a, uh, you can shoot them in the eye, but if your bow's not that great, they're just gonna laugh at you. Uh, then there's the, um, Oh god. Yes, those guys. Okay. Like I ran into one of those by like because I was just exploring, right? I was just exploring and he saw me and I started to run away and he was already on me, hit me once, <laughs> dead. Like that was like it. That's yeah. like
2: okay. I thought you were gonna say like something completely different, but they're not like littered literally all over the place, though. So they're
0: they're they're literally not well, they're not literally all over the place, but you can easily just by accident, stumble into those places. If you're near the castle, sure. Yeah, yeah you'll you'll I run into no, like, like a the, bunch. Um, So the first Lionel I ran into was actually pretty close to the first uh, where Empus Town. It's actually really close to Empus Town, and I made a right instead of going Ye- left.
2: Okay, is that yeah. where uh, the big horse is at? Like the kind of savannah looking area with the no, yellow grass.
0: Oh, actually, it might be there. I didn't make it that far into that area. Cause I got my ass whooped. <laughs> like I not It's where it's like you take you go to to the great ferry that's by Empa. Mm. You go down into that little ravine. There's um one of the guys from the 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 whatever clan there, Yogi. and then you have an option to go left or you can go right, and um. If you go right, it takes you across like almost like a bridge that's connected to the side of a mountain.
2: Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about because I saw I was on the Great Plateau and I was like, What's well, this area? I haven't been there. And I just kind of hovered over there and I found like the big horse and I was like, Cool, yeah. let me get on this. I got on it, started running, and there was a lion all and I was like, Oh shit, and I had to keep going.
0: Yeah. So like that's the thing, like that's what I'm talking about. I'm not saying that they, that, you know, like the game is paced incorrectly because it's a, it's a sandbox game. But that's the difference between an open world game and a sandbox game. Open world games just provide more guidance. Like um, in Horizon Zero Dawn, I'm not going to come across something that's going to one-shot me, right? If it allows, so for example, at certain points in Horizon Zero Dawn, if I was like, to go see a rock breaker or see a storm bird, I would die within one shot. But the way the game progresses you, like the way they kind of unlock areas, it's It's a little different, like
1: well, there's also a level system that also gives you more health to be sustainable versus Zelda doesn't have a level system. It's go figure out puzzles if you want health
0: right. There's a level system, uh you're absolutely right there, but the way the best way to get you know levels is not just to go out hunting machines but instead to actually do your side quests and help people and complete objectives, just like Zelda. Every shrine is an objective
1: right, but I mean. I would say, like, Horizon purpose... I guess it's kind of like what you're saying. Horizon guides you into doing this because, hey, here's your level bar. You know how much experience you're getting. You know exactly how what you're doing. You know exactly what you need to do to get to the next level, to get more XP so you can buy skills, so you can RPG, blah, 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 you know?
0: Right. Well, no, I, I get what you're saying, and I'm not saying that Zelda... Actually, first of all, I'm not saying that Zelda should do anything. But what I'm saying, like, if they wanted to guide you more... The like certain areas wouldn't be available to you until you could perform certain tasks, which will likely involve you being at a certain strength. That's how they can guide you without actually guiding you, without telling you go do this, go do that. I'm not saying that Zelda should be a straight line that they push you through the game and tell you where to go. But what I'm saying is that the lack the lack of guidance that they have, like it's such a lack of guidance that, for example, like, okay, when you get the four markers on your screen you can't even see the roadways to get there I got so frustrated one time cuz I followed a path and I was trying to get around to one of the markers and it just turned out to be a dead end. And I had been walking for like walking and fighting and recovering and do you doing whatever. Like like you hours. need a pony, bro. <laughs> I had one. That's what I'm saying. When I, when I say walking, I mean traveling. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, I was like, you're literally walking cuz that's a
1: legit thing people just do. So I'm like, no, get I'm wasn't walking. I I Please had a, a pony. I have a horse. I broke that and game cuz I climbed horses.
2: literally everything.
1: Oh, how's the rain? How did, tell me your feelings about rain? If oh there was God. one
2: thing I could change about that game, it would be the rain. It's like, "Oh man, let me climb this really awesome mountain. Halfway up it starts pouring and you're like, uh.
1: However, can we I will say Zelda's climbing is a lot
0: better than Horizon's climbing. Horizon's climbing is just uncharted. Horizon climbing. And the reason I think that's okay is because almost you won't get stuck on a surface in Horizon. You know you won't like the the way the game. Unless is you're managed, trying to Skyrim it. <laughs> like, yeah, like that's the, like you generally I, I try speaking, to
1: do that. I've got stuck on a mountain because I was trying to like glitch jump it.
0: Yeah, you like, like that's the thing. Like the actual uh, terrain is way better. The one thing that is getting on my nerves in Breath of the Wild is that that fucking horse has such terrible pathing. It's unbelievable. Are you like, pathing? huh are you auto pathing no no like when you okay. call the horse oh it's like it comes to like it comes to some place that it should be able to step down <laughs> but it looks it, it gets to like the rock and it's just like nope and it's like dude can't come to you okay <laughs> like,
1: right our, fucking I've, there. I've called i've called my horizon ponies and sometimes they're just really dumb oh yeah sometimes they just do really dumb like, they'll go through a pack of glint
0: hawks and i'm like well you gotta delete Well <laughs> at least like they'll get to you though. That's the thing, like I've been on the horse and like I've come up an incline. Like let's say mostly it mostly has to do with rocks. So I'm coming up a, a rocky incline, I'm like, okay, I don't wanna be here. And I turn around and try to go down the same incline, the horse is like Broom. like oh no, like what are you doing? I'm just like, dude, like get the fuck down here. <laughs> you know, so yeah, that 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 does bother me. But like, I, I, I will say like the overall like, the lack of direction with Breath of the Wild is impacting, I guess, the overall epic feel of the game. Because I like to explore. But I actually have to curb my exploration. Because I have to make sure I don't go into these areas that See, I shouldn't be in.
2: I th- thought the lack of direction made it more exciting for me. So See,
1: I think, I think this is a taste. I think this is like you like oranges, she likes apples. Well, she just said she doesn't like Skyrim. This, no, is but like Skyrim is Skyrim is almost, I'd say, like I don't, I wouldn't even put Skyrim in the same realm of Breath of the Wild because Skyrim will still hold your hand for a little bit and it will still guide you to
0: main quest markers and stuff like that. Skyrim, will, uh, Skyrim doesn't have multiple main quest markers at the same time. I think that's the only <laughs> difference. Skyrim doesn't have multiple main quest markers, whereas uh, Breath of the Wild does.
1: <laughs> All I'm saying is I wouldn't. Breath of the Wild is like such a weird thing. Like it's like an in-between. Like it does sandbox and it does do open world. Like because it still has its towers. It has your Ubisoft self climb up on these fucking towers and reveal the map bullshit. We're, we're we're still not beyond that. Horizon does the same damn thing. They do it a little bit cooler because it's a fucking robot that walks around even though it only it walks around. It you is know, cooler. <laughs> even though it walks around in a circle and it's really obvious how to get there, except for the one where there's an outpost where you have to kill a whole bunch of people. I don't
0: whatever. know, man. Like, I've seen some people really struggle with getting on those things. <laughs> <laughs> it's not <laughs> that hard. Eventually, I mean, Christina will see what we're talking about.
2: Maybe one day. The-
0: the tall uh, necks maybe one day but basically it, like, it
2: like the first three hours of the game
0: i know somebody I, who stayed away from it because they couldn't see it but they heard it and they thought it was a big monster so they <laughs> wouldn't go they didn't go in that direction i was like no you really do need to go you over re- there you need that.
1: those. <laughs> you really need those you kind of do <laughs> but the thing is like i just think it's a taste like you're either gonna want like direction or you don't want direction and zel, and like that's the difference like right like that's the thing we're talking about It's like how much direction do you want in your game? Like horizon will like line you up a path. Say, here you go. This is exactly where you need to go. Boom. Go here. If you want to veer off the path, go right ahead. But you can always just right here. This is, this is your focus.
0: Yeah.
1: Brother. I was like, go play, go play, go figure it out. We're going to be over here. We're just going to
0: watch and judge your gifts. And I, 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 keep on reiterating that i don't actually have a problem with that i'm not
1: (laughs) and i'm not saying you are i'm just saying like when it came to our you know everyone's 2017 game of the year i think it was basically like we're kind of fucking tired of open world because we're fucking open world fucking out and holy shit breath of the Wild just gave us a breath of fresh air by not telling us what the fuck to do (laughs)
0: I don't know. I just think that not that many people played. Well, not just say not that many people, but not as many people played Horizon Zero Dawn. I will also say that there probably not a lot
1: of people played Horizon Zero Dawn that should had yeah. <laughs> because Zelda came out like immediately after
0: it. Yes. Like yeah. That's that's the thing about it. So I uh, I think that also had a, uh, it was a huge factor, and everybody was kind of holding up for Zelda and the Switch and stuff like that. So. You know what's
1: funny? I think more people played Nier Automata than they did freaking Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many playthroughs of near Automata they played, but.
0: Yeah, man, like a fucking Horizon. Like I, I, I usually don't do new game pluses. I'm definitely when I like, whenever I get it back, I'm probably going to load up a new game plus. Did you I mean, ever I play, play Mario? I actually didn't end up playing Mario. You haven't played Odyssey.
2: Can't, see, we did a swap. We did a swap. He gave me Horizon and I gave him Mario. You, now you can't be mad at me. I got further <laughs> in your game than you got in mine. Well, I was
0: playing Horizon. Her- 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 I was playing Breath of the Wild, so I can come you back were, to this podcast and talk were, about it.
1: You were on right. a plane, and you had Mario, and you didn't play Mario, dude. Yeah. I would have said Mario was more Game of the Year than Zelda and Horizon. Like uh, honestly, yeah. like Mario Super Mario Odyssey, easily right.
0: one of the best Mario since Galaxy. Like, if not better than Galaxy. I'm definitely gonna play it. Like, I, I, I definitely wanna play it. But I was like, you know, I definitely need I need to really dig into Breath of the Wild so that I can see, like, you know, wh- like what what's the deal here? Like, you know, is it going to get better? Is it going to be more direction? And actually, it's less direction once you get to info. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Jesse, it's less direction. I'm not, I'm not looking – I wasn't looking for anything to hold the hand. I mean, even the way it is right now, I'm still fine with it. But it does kind of lower the feeling of the game. Like, it is too – like, when – I just have to run through an area and then like, you know, hard left, hard right, because I can't fight this thing. Oh, it's thunderstorming. Let me switch my weapons so I don't get electrocuted.
1: Well, the thing is, the, Ja, you say you can't fight this thing, but you could fight that thing and you and can win, but you can win. there, Just like how you took 20 minutes to kill the storm bird. You could spend that 30 minutes to an hour killing that thing if you wanted to. The
2: thing about the game is there are actually trials where, like, you get everything taken away and you just got to survive. And, like.
0: Well, there's that
1: whole island.
2: Well, I didn't want to spoil that. Good job.
0: I've seen the island from a distance, but I have not actually. That is
2: honestly my favorite trial that they have.
0: I hated that trial
2: so much. I loved it. It was great because of all the things that you had to do. Like, it's not about, oh, I got a really strong weapon. It's about like using your brain and figuring out how it works.
1: Puzzle combat, what Zelda does best. It was literally, literally Zelda does puzzle combat. I don't know. Better than most games.
2: And I didn't even know what that island was. I kind of just flew over there and landed and I was like, oh, this is so cool.
1: A lot of people like fly to that island and just think, oh, I'm just gonna explore this island. And then it fu- and then it just straight up like just nope, you're screwed.
0: Have fun. No, have fun great. kids. Yeah, I haven't I have not actually I'm pretty sure I know which island you're talking about. I can see it. I can probably get to it if I wanted to. Um, but I have yet to actually uh I have yet to um go there. The one thing I will recommend for anybody who has not played Breath of the Wild yet. Uh, don't get stamina too early because g- having high stamina will get your ass in a lot of trouble. I got into a bunch of places that I should not have been. Able I
1: don't to know, you, to I you could didn't... totally go there and you could win. Like I said, everything is everything is beatable.
2: I maxed out my stamina. When you have three
1: hearts and high nope, stamina. Everything <laughs> is beatable. I've seen someone beat Ganon with three just from the get go, so everything in that game is totally I beatable. mean,
2: speedrunners, yeah, but yeah. um.
1: Fair, 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 fair response.
2: <laughs> the thing with that is like I didn't – I maxed out my stamina and maybe got like one extra heart. I had four hearts for a really long time, maxed out my stamina, and then started getting hearts.
0: And almost – I will say this. it almost, At least for me, it feels like it almost doesn't matter how many hearts you have. Because at least for me, in every area I've been to, somebody has been able to one-shot me. I can have 10 hearts, 15 hearts, and somebody there <laughs> can one-shot me in the next place I go to. You know. So what armor are you wearing? Huh? What armor are you wearing? Um right now I'm not even sure. I was wearing the Zora stuff for a while, but then mm. um now I'm wearing something else, but I can't I can't remember. No, he's just under- running upgraded. around in his underwear. I mean, people <laughs> do it. Yeah. So, uh, we'll see. But that—that's that, enough of my uh, open world versus sandbox. I still will it say that it wasn't even open Zelda. world versus
2: sandbox. It was Zelda versus Horizon. Like,
0: yeah, but still, it's kind of like well, we talked about the differences. I, I would still say that Zelda is a sandbox and not an open world game. Um, and some people, I guess, they would they they would say that it's a like a subgenre or, or they're the genres are hybr- each other. I think it's a hybrid. I wouldn't consider my, my a sandbox because you called
2: it a sandbox. I was like, kind of.
1: Yeah. The minute you say sandbox, I start thinking of like
0: building constructor yeah. or,
2: yeah. you know,
1: like things
0: like that.
2: Think of my Like, I mean,
0: <laughs> like, oh, like, just like Skyrim, Zelda, oh, Brother the Wild is a free roaming sandbox game.
1: I don't consider Skyrim a sandbox game, though. But no, like, I consider, like, that's it, I consider what it open Skyrim world.
0: Skyrim actually is, though. Yeah. <laughs> Skyrim is See, actually free roaming sandbox. See, like, game. when I
2: think of sandbox, I think of like literally sandbox, like you're altering the world in some form. So, Skyrim, yes, when you do things, it does alter the world. Zelda, when you do things, not nah, really. You, you Like, when you do a side quest, it doesn't really, like... Well, except the one, you can get a house. But besides that, it's that's it.
0: Mm, okay. I don't know. Well, let's go ahead and talk about what you want to talk about, Christy.
2: Oh, man, but the Zelda discussion, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's i don't even know how to bring this up without sounding like a snob though
0: we'll sound like a snob first we'll fix it later
2: okay cool uh, that's what
0: editing is for
2: yeah right <laughs> just edit my snobness out no just like i guess entitlement in gaming how you kind of see it all the time where uh things will happen and it's just by chance that it happens and gamers are like oh well that shouldn't have happened so, like chill Um, like a big thing is a lot of these producers, a lot of these companies are making games for the very first time on the PS4 and Xbox One. So it's going to be, they're going to run into complications and street dates get pushed back and then people cry about it and it's going to happen. It's a little too hastily that they're announcing these things, but I don't think they realize like Red Dead is the perfect example because Rockstar, what have they released on the PS4 and the Xbox One? (sighs) Grand Theft Auto, right? I'm, I'm yeah, not gonna, I'm are, not gonna... are people
1: really upset about the push of Red Dead Redemption <sighs> they are. i They're they
2: like, His... thing...
0: I- I'm gonna not gonna say that people should be entitled for uh for uh to be entitled to complain about pushbacks, right? That's not what I'm saying. I don't agree with that. If the developer pushes back a game, you better be glad they push the game back because you... that means something's right. You think they wanna push the game back? Every day that game is not out. It's costing them money. They're not making money on the game. They want the game out as soon as possible. However, I will say this about the development of for the PS4 and the Xbox One. Probably out of all of the consoles, these are the easiest consoles to develop for. It's most expensive like more than likely, but probably the easiest because of the architecture of the consoles.
2: It's still to, different though, is what I'm saying.
0: It's it's not like it's um this wasn't like going from It's not PS two to PS three. It's not P S. It's PS2 not the, cell processor. 3, right? the it's cell processor. Right. The cell processor was a monster. Exactly. Like it's not PS2 to PS3. It's not Xbox to Xbox One. Um this is more like going from PS3 to like PC almost. That's what it's like. The frameworks are different. Don't get me wrong. The frameworks are definitely different. For the Xbox specifically, um, those developers had, uh, not a, I wouldn't say much longer time, but the framework that the Xbox uses works across PC as well. Um, so they, they had a chance to be very exposed to it. I'm not saying it's exactly the same, but I believe that, the, that game developers should have had a... The transition time should have been a little shorter. Uh, but what I think is that they're, they're just trying to... One, they're trying to iron out problems, make sure the game is super smooth, and maybe add a bit more value and to the game to get people to buy it, right? That's why I'm not too upset about it. But in terms of uh the whole thing, if you're Rockstar, you're developing a game on a console for the first time and that console's been out since 2013, mm, you don't get the same kind of leeway, especially if the game comes out and it's like buggy and shit like that,
2: well, which I don't the, think it's going to happen. Yeah. I yeah. mean, they've pushed it back enough, it shouldn't. But the point is like every game is open world now, which you said earlier is kind of frustrating because there's just so much to do all the time um but with those games you literally walk and there's a bug so it takes a really long time to make these games but another thing that i keep saying too is people complaining about kingdom hearts because first off they didn't even start making that game until 2014 oh what are you gonna say what are you gonna say
1: you're like talking to someone who's been playing Kingdom Hearts since he was 12. Okay. And who has been waiting Kingdom Hearts 3 <laughs> probably since he was 16.
2: Well, that was your fault because they didn't announce it until 2014.
0: No, that's uh, Square's fault. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go ahead and I'm okay I with pushes, first off. off no, here's I'm the thing okay about Kingdom the Hearts. Uh, and, and For my opinion, and Mike, you could definitely, I'm sure you'll have an opinion on this. His thing about Kingdom Hearts, they stretched that game way too far way too far in terms of uh just putting out filler content if you play through the, the kingdom hearts collection right and then you look at the dates that those games actually came out like from each other they had a pretty solid story ready to go for a long time you know the kingdom heart the original kingdom hearts right on launch be not even no, we don't even know there's gonna be Kingdom Hearts 2, has the ending sequence of Kingdom Hearts 2 in it, <laughs> like in that cutscene, essentially, you know, in in, the, in one of the cutscenes that you can get at the end of the game. So they had a very good idea of where they wanted to take the game in terms of story, it was just building it. But go ahead.
1: Well, I mean, in a game informer way, way, way back in the day, like when they interviewed Tetsuya Nomura around the time of Chain of Memories and Kingdom Hearts 2, he said he knows how the series ends, like, yeah. that back in like. 2005, I want to say that was when that was. But yeah, yeah. There's a reason why Kingdom Hearts turned two of its games into just cutscenes. And why there's a mobile game now that's, for some reason they've added story plot to, that actually is important now, which drives me up a wall. Oh, I don't want to play that
0: shit. <laughs> it's not super important, but... Is it Chain of Memories important? No, it's, it's more like...
1: It's more like, oh, I, I don't know if it really is, though, or not, because it's kind of, I don't know. I'm not, I can't. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I can't get into, I can't get into Union Cross and be happy about talking about Union Cross. <laughs> um, we're not, so, I don't think it would have been so bad for, like, I'm, let's get this out there in the way. I'm okay with them pushing it to March three because I've already been waiting for it this long. Fuck it, what's another year? But they've year, never right?
2: pushed it back.
1: They had an in development trailer at 2014,
2: which was the first. Oh my god! All right, well, no, in but in if they had an
0: in development since, trailer in 2014, you know how long they had been working on that game before then.
2: They didn't. They, they even they, had, they had literally trailer. nothing.
1: They, they, they didn't want a combat wanna, trailer. They, they had a combat trailer with the Keyblades even transforming n- in that year.
2: When they showed that s- trailer, they had to scrap things together. They said they scrapped things together. They didn't even want to show a trailer because they didn't think they were ready. They had fresh started that game. So when they showed that, I'm like, cool, that game's gonna come out in 2018, 2019. Nobody believed me. Guess what year it is.
0: That game that trailer with the with the level of the level of that trailer, what they showed That game had already been in development for at least a year or two.
2: I'm actually going to say two. No, that trailer with him just falling. It was just him falling. It didn't show anything. That first one, right?
0: Yeah, go ahead Mike. The first right, one with on, the
1: key with the with the with the heartless coming at him and it had a menu system and it had the Donald and Goofy character health bar menu. It had the ship rocking back and forth with the teacups and it had the keyblades turning into guns. They knew what they were they had the gameplay already formatted. Like they knew what they were doing. From this point on it was designing worlds, finishing out the story, making character models and designing everything. The problem is Tetsuya fucking Nomura can't finish a goddamn game. If you want to know the honest truth, Tetsuya can't finish a game. And Tabata had to come in and finish 15. So now they're finally going to let him actually finish
0: Kingdom Hearts. Maybe. So uh, Kingdom Hearts also isn't the... the uh, It's not one of their only... Um, not sure, obviously, it's not one of the only games with a super long tail like that. Horizon Zero Dawn actually had a very long tail. Like that game, they wanted to put that out for the PS3 early, not toward the end, but we're talking like in the middle of the PS3's life. And mm-hmm. they didn't because of um what is the name of that fucking game? Odyssey it's like Odyssey to the West um enslaved. Tra- uh, enslaved Odyssey to the West. So, they did yeah. not put out Horizon Zero sell. Dawn because of Enslaved, enslaved because there it, we go. Enslaved put a trailer out for E3 before anybody knew about Horizon Zero Dawn and it had it, it looked too similar so they're like okay we're not going to put this out right now we're going to put this out later so i'm pretty sure they they were i, I don't like they in my mind i could i could swore we were going to have a kingdom hearts 3 during the ps3 era like that, that's what i thought we were gonna see and i can uh, i can i'm pretty positive there was were- no
1: there was no kingdom hearts in the last console okay. cycle no. so
2: i just watched this trailer right <laughs> it does say 2013 so it is a year beforehand but there's like 30 seconds of recap and a minute of like there's like 40 seconds of like
1: sora picking up ericus's key right
2: He's picking up the key and then there's, like, 20 seconds of, like, some stuff going on, but not really.
0: But just to get to that level, in terms of game development, you have to be – I'm not going to say you're far enough along to release. You're not going uh, not you, you but you have to be pretty far along. Like, having assets that you can – that you are confident enough to show, you know, real-time assets, having real-time assets that you are confident enough to show at a huge gaming convention says that we're pretty far along – that being said, great games usually take somewhere between five to seven years to develop.
2: Exactly. So what happens is, and I see this all the time, is a Grand Theft Auto V came out, and everybody like a year later is like, why is Grand Theft Auto Six not out yet? And I'm like, that's okay, not that's how stupid. it works. Well, yeah. that's stupid. So Kingdom Hearts that, I, is I, kind of like a bigger example, but things like it happens a lot where one game will come out, it's good. And people immediately need the next one. It's like, that's not how that works.
0: Dude, it's been over 10 years. Um, <laughs> we're not counting.
1: We're not. We're not. And we're not giving them a pass on 2.8. Zero, and the
0: 0.2 fragmentary passage. No. But they didn't like,
2: start working on it until then is what I'm saying.
0: Uh, I I don't know, man. Like it's because one of the I want to bet they started working on it in 2011. Like late uh, 2011, I believe the bet PS4 four version probably probably when they got when when Sony told talked to publishers and developers said we got the PS4 here's your dev kits they probably made they probably made the change because they probably didn't prioritize it they probably made the switch over at that point
1: to to be fair Tetsuya was really busy trying to not complete Final Fantasy 15 <laughs> <laughs> so I I would believe that he was probably you know not.
0: Working on Kingdom Hearts three until like probably I want to say 2011. They probably did. They probably had a lower grade team on there because for a game like that, especially if you know you're gonna transfer, like you're gonna transfer it over to a brand new console from the one you had, you have the tools team that needs to work. Uh, you have concept artists that need to work. You yeah, because you don't hear a lot of, about a lot of um, layoffs from Square, right? That means those people who are making stories who are making concept art who are who, who are on their tools team that means they're still working somewhere in the company like blizzard for example you know those people are doing something yeah, you know so that that's that's kind of the thing but kingdom hearts like because of how well the story Was put together and how they they knew what they wanted to do with that game. Did
1: you just say how well the
0: story was put together? (laughs) In terms of how well the in terms of um
1: can I? He's not allowed to edit that out. Everybody, make sure he that stays in here.
0: (laughs) I'm not talking about that the story was great, but I'm just talking about in terms of they knew what they wanted to do and they kind of executed it right. Yeah, you know, just like the ending of well, the ending area of of Kingdom Hearts two was in Kingdom Hearts one. The you know, the Birth by Sleep fight was a video at the end of Kingdom Hearts 2. And Birth by Sleep came out when? I had a, I had a PSP at that point. Had to be after 2010. Had to be after 2010. I can't remember. It,
1: uh, it was after... Birth by Sleep didn't come out till after 358 divided by two days. So there was a whole other game that came out before even Birth
0: by Sleep did. Yeah, like they knew. Like they they, they, they knew what they wanted to do. And that's, that's one of the, the, the harder things in games like that. Um, but still. I'm not saying people are entitled to be upset about that, but at the same time, I understand Mike's uh, frustration. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not. No, let's
1: first thing. (laughs) I am fine with them pushing the game back. I have.
2: It's never. I have let.
1: I have let go of that like years ago. You got to understand when you've when being a Kingdom Hearts diehard fan. You just get
0: used to it. Like right. it's just it's just a thing. it's, like, it's just been, how it is. It's never been pushed back officially, but there's no way you can't tell me that they weren't working on it and had a had like a date ready. Like they're like okay, we wanted to have it ready by this. Like internally. They could have internally
2: sure had a date, but you can't say they've officially pushed it back when they never released a date.
1: They've never pushed it back because they never released a date because they got smart because guess what happened when they released dates about 5 Fantasy 15 <laughs> and they made that huge, remember the huge event about Final Fantasy 15 and how they pressed the big button and it revealed a day and then, oh, look, it got pushed for the day. <laughs> They had a whole event dedicated to to tell everybody the day. So honestly, it's not really Kingdom, it's probably it, it's square. It's just square. Square does this. Square's done this for years. Final Fantasy 12. Do we want to talk about how many times Final Fantasy 12 got pushed? Do we want to talk about like the trailer leak how many trailers we got between
0: Kingdom Hearts 1 to Kingdom Hearts Two? Like, you know how long that took? Yeah, Forever. at this point, uh, developers are really it's not true. showing what they have. Until they know for sure, good, yeah, what they're I'm doing. glad it <laughs> that I way, I would yeah. say that most games probably get announced when they're in when they're heavy in the q a phase. Like heavy in the QA. Phase.
1: You know how happy I was that we didn't see any Spider-Man gameplay till like last year, and it was very little. And now, and just now, we know the date, it has a yeah. Date. And the dates this
0: year, <laughs> yeah. Like I think even, I'm pretty sure even Call of Duty at this point, because we know it's coming out yearly. We know when it's usually going to come out, but they usually don't even announce the next Call of Duty until I I know as a fact that it's heavy in QA.
2: They always announce it pretty early, but this is the because what is October twelfth? I feel like they've announced the date pretty early this time around because last year they announced it in the summer, and it's really early compared to normal because it's been early November launches.
0: But guess what? It's it's in it's in QA. Like I can tell you, I can I can can tell you that much that it is in QA.
1: Everyone's okay with releasing a date now because they know what Rockstar's Red Dead date is and they know what to dodge.
0: Yeah. Because yeah, no one true.
1: wants to go up against Red Dead.
0: True, that is true. That that is very true. true. So, but yeah, a lot of games right now are, are doing that. That's what they actually. I mean, I don't want to start a whole conversation about it, but one of the reasons I think we're gonna see a good showing from Microsoft is because of that. I think we're gonna see a good showing from Microsoft because they're. I think they've been kind of, you know, hold, you know, holding their hand or you know, covering their cards until they are for sure ready to show the games that they're gonna push out.
1: Are you sure they're not just going to show a game and cancel it, though? Like, after three years of, like, you know, pushing it and making it so look pretty cool until that one trailer to E3 that makes it not look cool anymore, and then they cancel it? Yes, I'm salty about Scalebound. Rest
2: in peace, uh, Scalebound. I knew where you were going to.
0: Yeah, I mean, they, they might. They might. Phantom but, Dust? Lord knows when was, Crackdown's yeah, going to come
1: out. I was never excited about Phantom when, Dust. When's Crackdown? Oh, huh? wait, it was supposed to be last year, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, oh. I'm, I'm pretty sure Crackdown... Well, well, I will talk about Crackdown for a second, because <laughs> <laughs> the Crackdown getting pushed back, I'm not going to blame the development team for that. I'm going to... For Crackdown getting pushed back, I'm actually going to blame gamers. And it's because of their reaction, the overreaction to the original Xbox One. The The original Xbox One definitely had problems that we should have reacted to, like, you know, having to be online only and stuff like that, definitely a problem. However, the thought behind the cloud gaming aspect should not have gone away. That like, I, like People, like, really revolted against that, and I understand that you want to be able to play a lot of the games, but if the developer wants to play a shot of a game like that, um, I think that should be up to them. And it's not going to stop other developers from pushing other games out. Um, like I said, I don't think the console should have been online only, but the cloud gaming aspect is what would have kept an Xbox One in your, uh, you know, in your house for longer without having to upgrade it. That was the idea behind it. Um, the crackdown was really heavily uh, based on that, that that cloud technology they were going to using. And now that market they're not going to be doing that, I'm i'm pretty sure big parts of that game had to be redeveloped especially the multiplayer i know the multiplayer as a fact had to be really uh really reworked because of it
1: well i just figured it was because like every time someone saw it they weren't impressed they they felt like it was agents of mayhem all over again oh really (laughs) that's from all the reviews and people that i was hearing people like talk about it 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 sounded like it was like Agents of Mayhem kind of does this, and we don't really like Agents of Mayhem. So well, that might
0: be more recent because, I man, the crackdown was supposed to come out before Agents of Mayhem. If it came out True. before it, if it came out before it, you know, it might have actually did a little bit of a better job. But now that people have something to compare it to, it's like, you know, we'll see.
2: Also, but, it's buddy. like super early development too. Like that's another, or not early, but like people like testing it and stuff. That's another mm-hmm. thing too with with betas and stuff. The beta is not there for you at all.
1: I like how you're holding a Persona card right now.
2: And yet <laughs> that a- is
1: one of the most egregious. That was one of the most egregious pushbacks. Was Persona 5 all those times?
2: Oh, I cried. I cried so you many times. You know how times. many
1: dates they how many, how many dates did they put on for uh, Persona 5?
2: But how many together? However, however, they came, it the was game worth came it. out and uh, it is like Oh, it's so My favorite it. game ever
0: yeah this went from gamer and, entitlement to pushing games back but that's okay Well, still, that's well, what i, I was mean, going
2: into the betas for like a lot yeah. of people get very upset about betas like oh i need to get into the beta or the beta's like console
0: or, that's i should say you console people but that's the console fucking people that do that like they're like the pc thing. player PC players, no, it's a beta, baby. Like, just have some fun. <laughs> you know, it's going to be a little fucked up. You might fall through the floor. To, them they, think, play, to, <laughs> them,
1: to them, they think beta, they think demo. And it's honestly, not. the beta, well, you say that, but I've seen some games that claim to be a, de- a beta, but it's only like two weeks out from game launching, Dragon Ball Fighters. Um,
0: well, that was a stress test. They were
2: test. testing their servers. A stress
0: test. I know. They called it a beta. That's all I'm saying. Is this, yes. Probably because people like once again the console people they don't they don't <laughs> know the lingo right like they say stress test what's that it's a beta oh okay <laughs> and then know. they
2: play it and they're like why am I disconnecting from the servers yeah
0: because <laughs> it's a beta yeah like I think or- <laughs> the, I think that the word beta means for a lot of people now. Uh, a preview of the game, like it's it's not the full game. It's the no. beta game. Like no, it it means that the game is is buggy. It might be buggy. Like they want you to test up. Like you haven't seen betas. Like I've been in some betas. I'm just like yo, you should be paying me right now <laughs> to tell you what's wrong with this game. <laughs> like this, you should be paying me. Like it is not a privilege to be in your beta. <laughs> you know, like, no. Like this shit sucks. Like I've been in, I've been in real betas. Like. If you with the MMO boom, if if some of you guys could have been in those betas, oh my fucking god. Cause I tried them all.
2: Can we just I say tr- the original Final Fantasy XIV was a beta?
0: <laughs> no, because they charge for that shit. Oh, that's true. <laughs> well, so did Destiny, so. Yeah.
1: So did Fortnite. That's
2: six dollars. <laughs>
1: yeah. hey, well, an early access Fortnite. That's
0: a disc that you
1: could buy in store, but it's an so early that's access. That's a little bit
0: of a different story because that's early access clearly marked as early access yeah. that you can buy and a,
1: I, I, but that you can you get a disc and it's like <laughs> i i still laugh at that whole situation to it's be fair like, you really? don't need the
2: disc because you get a code it's like the whole pc gaming i thing. know but you still have to pay for the founders pack if you want to play with that con- like the pve content
1: but what's funny is now to play the best mode of Fortnite, it's just ftp it's free to it's free to play it's yeah,
2: not the best mode it's of not Fortnite. The best mode. It's it not the, Well, depending on who you
1: talk to, it's the it's best not mode the of best Fortnite. Fortnite.
2: Battle Royale is such a fad. It the is. Like I said,
0: it's, it, this, is, it, is, it is depends on who you talk to. Because this guy, this one right here, I, I've played both modes, right? The, the fallacy of the PvE mode of Fortnite is that is the player base. That is the problem. The player base of Fortnite that plays PvE is not interested in actually playing Fortnite. They want to play Shoot the Zombies. That's what they want to do. They don't actually build forts. They don't even build mazes. They just like fucking shoot shit. Like that is it. Like it fucking sucks. Like that's that's the problem with Fortnite PV. I I just want to say
2: right now that you just blew my mind because now I know why Fortnite is called Fortnite because you build forts.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) Wow. Wow. That is going on the highlight reel. Wow. Save that for the end of the year. For the end <laughs> of the year, like clips. Like, save that. Wow. I wish you were
2: recording my reaction. Did you see?
0: <laughs> yeah, I did say, yeah. I thought you were being sarcastic. <laughs> I thought you were being sarcastic. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yes, Fortnite is about building forts. The the Metal Gear like like exclamation mark just goes over her head. Wow. I don't respect you any less, Christina, but man. (laughs) (laughs) But man, I was like, wow. I wish Nick was here for that. Oh man. That would have been great. He'll he'll hear it. He'll he'll know next time. He'll know he'll know for next time. Oh wow. But you know what? You're not the only one. A lot of people who play that game apparently don't know either. (laughs) So, like, basically, like, when I'll be playing the game, right, like you know, when the, when, when the clouds are kind of moving in and, like, the last part's getting ready to start, I'm like, okay, cool, I'm going to build my fort. I start building forts, and I just noticed that nobody else is building forts. Like, I'm the only person that's up on the high rise with a sniper rifle, killing shit and, you know, stuff like that and having a great time building forts, and nobody else is building shit. At most, they'll build that stupid fucking ramp that they do in <laughs> Battle Royale. I'm like, really? The zombies aren't even shooting back at you. <laughs>
2: That's all I've seen in Fortnite is just ramps and shooting. <laughs> like,
0: yes. Like that's what they do. They go on the ramp and they just kind of shoot, which is in battle royale. Yes. However, in the PVE, those fucking zombies don't shoot at you like that. You know, they just don't. So you're, you're so, what you're supposed to do in Fortnite PVE is build forts. That's like a trap. Like it's almost like um, orcs must die if you've ever played that. Where you put traps, and that's because you can shoot and orcs must die, but your primary method of killing orcs, works is them hitting the traps. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to go around, find materials in Fortnite so that you can build your forts and your traps. But nobody does that. People just go and they they ammo up, and then they just go on and shoot the shit out of everything. So what what Epic needs to do to fix it, which I don't even know if they're looking to fix fucking regular Fortnite at this point is they need to ramp up the difficulty of the game they need to make the zombies harder to kill with traditional weapons that's what they need to do because right now if you even have decent accuracy you could play that game with one eye closed and i don't know at least one finger (laughs) on your hand like you know like it's so easy to just mow through everything if they did that and forced people to build actual forts the game will be way more interesting because in order to build really big forts like that you're not doing it by yourself like it's just not
2: let's build you know. a Fortnite team how many people do you need four four all right we got three right here
0: pve Fortnite. yeah <laughs> let's go yeah so but yeah no no that's that's uh that's that's my Fortnite thing i think it was a great idea i i i bought the founders pack i bought into it and I was just disappointed. I, I like the game, but the player base isn't great. That's the problem. So I don't even know how we went from gamer entitlement to that, though. So I'm here. I just throw chaos to the wind. You know this. Yeah, yeah. I could I could give some examples of gamer entitlement that are correct. Uh, you know that like that where the gamers were no, entitled I'm, to their opinion. I
1: mean, I mean, there, there's gamer entitlement and pushbacks like she's not incorrect that people are entitled little
0: shits about pushbacks oh oh absolutely like i don't agree like if the developer push it back they they push it back or you know if the unless the developer tells you you're going to get a certain amount of content free like you can't just expect things to be free especially not at this point even though stuff like to a degree stuff like reskins and things like that um you know, stuff we used to get for free, I don't like the fact that now you're paying for that stuff via skins. But the argument could be made that technically speaking, that was never free, right? The value of games before in the early 2000s, I would say from the late 90s through the early 2000s, right, was the amount of time you spent uh, making, uh, um, playing one game. So when a developer made a game, they packed as much stuff into that game as possible because they want you to pay for the game, feel really good about the game you played. so when they put out their next game, that you will put it out. The difference is now, like there's just way more games being released now, and I think the actual value of time has gone away. So it's like, okay, well, on top of wanting to just squeeze more money out of you, um, they, uh, yeah, like, the the, the whole skins thing really wasn't... uh, you, I don't think you really say that was free in the first place, right?
2: I'm not gonna lie. When when the PS4 and the Xbox One came out, I was fully expecting uh, games to raise in price. I didn't think they were gonna be sixty dollars anymore.
0: I didn't. I really didn't have any doubt that they weren't gonna raise yeah. in price because there's a there's a limit to what people will pay. Yeah. You know, like I'm I'm sorry, but for consoles, four hundred dollars is what the average person's limit is on a console. That's why the PS4 came out at 400 bucks, and the Xbox One, on top of its other problems, <laughs> you know, the price was too high. The reason games are gonna stay 60 bucks at least for the foreseeable future, in my opinion, is that the, the you start raising the price, people are gonna be like, "Up, oh, nope, that's too much," especially on PC, because yeah, I will damn sure wait for a Steam sale, <laughs> you know, like, if, I, if I feel like the game is just not priced correctly, but. You know they they make their money in other uh, ways, like obviously d l c season passes, and I actually do not have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with d l c and season passes as long as the content feels like it's actual additional content, not that I'm actually paying for the ga- the rest of the game. You know who I can talk about here, but I ain't gonna say nothing. <laughs> he doesn't want to go into the jar um. I mean, my only problem
1: with DLC is fighting games for the most part, and that's when they fucking, like, have characters that are already done and ready to go. Marvel vs. Capcom. Cop. Yep. Monster I mean, Hunter and Black Panther were ready to go. You can't tell me that those were not... They were in the fucking story. I'm sorry, games, you can't...
0: Don't get me wrong, like, those characters were ready to go. Absolutely. Because they were either, like, on the disc, you know, they were on the disc. And like, the, the, one of the big complaints about MCI was the roster was low. Right.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, did- okay, that... They did yeah. the same thing in Marvel Three. They were like, right? They're the
0: different. Th- the thing is, though, I'm not mm-hmm. exactly like I'm not exactly sure what type of budget MVC mvci had. Like,
2: probably not one. It probably I think didn't
0: Capcom have. Comedies a- to not work with Marvel
1: like anymore, and they just need to make their own stuff. Because every time they work with Marvel, even in Ultimate, even in Marvel vs. Capcom Three, it was just a mess.
0: Well, the the thing about it, like, if it had a, like a really low budget, they might have been like, we you know, when they put those games budgets together, they're like, with this budget, we can make this many characters, but we want to add more characters. So, how are you going to fund those characters? Okay, these characters are going to be DLC, and those characters probably got worked on after the the first characters were the designs were complete. So, I mean, you, I'm pretty sure you guys know how DLC development works, right? You have the person who does the character art for your Let's just use fighting games for example. He does a character art or people that does character art for your main characters, your main roster, right? When he's done working, one or two things can happen. He can get laid off, or he can have more work. And if he has, if if there's DLC, he has more work. You know.
2: The thing is, it might not have been Marvel. It could have been Street Fighter. It was one of the games. There was characters, full models with like moves and everything put in, and like people like found a way to unlock it. Which one was it? I know you know which one it is. But people found a way to unlock it and play those characters and they were fully done. But they were DLC characters.
0: Yeah, but just because.
1: I can't remember what game it was, but I know what you're talking about. It, J- wasn't it wasn't Nether Realm. It wasn't Nether Realm's was pretty good about it was their a Capcom DLC. Fighting game. It was a Capcom game. I'm trying to figure out which Capcom game it was. Just it because, might have been Tekken
0: Cross Street Fighter. Just because DLC is on disc or, before the game comes out. Tech. It was Street Fighter Cross Tekken. okay, yeah. Just because it was Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Just because DSL, DLC is on the disc before the game comes out. Like I guess a while well, another famous one is Mass Effect 3 with the Prothean, right? Oh fuck that. Oh, that was awful. Well, I'm going to tell you why I had a problem with that, but I'm, I'm going to swing back around to that. I'm going to make a counterpoint to this point that I'm getting ready to make right now. <laughs> but, Sorry, but, um, I keep derailing you. My apologies. So basically, um, you know, just because a DLC is on the disc on a launch doesn't mean necessarily mean that it was part of the game and it was removed. Like I said, those characters have to be, everything has to be funded and paid for before you know stuff gets developed. And if the guy counting the change is like, no, you said this game was going to have 12 characters. We don't have enough uh, development money to make a 13th character or a 14th character. They have to decide early on that these characters will specifically be for DLC, and that's how they get the money to fund those characters. You know, More than likely, they worked on their original characters. And on top of that, like with especially with fighting games, right? Most of the uh, the bulk of the work is done in the core game and then adding additional characters is definitely a bit easier because, uh, you know, the game engine is already done. Uh, a lot of the animations and the movesets are already done. So it's mo- it's a lot of, um, uh, it's just like, like it's a lot of cosmetics and doing stuff for that specific characters. So that's why I don't necessarily mind day one DLC or on-disc DLC because of how games are financed. However, when you purposefully design DLC to alter the core game, I have a problem with that, and that's what uh, Mass Effect 3 did, because when you, if you don't have the Prothean, there's just so much insight you don't have into the game as you're playing through it. You know, like, have either of you finished Mass Effect 3, or... I finished it without the Prothean, and I didn't go back. Yeah, so when you have the Prothean from start, or was, was, I guess as soon as you can get them to the finish of the game... He he was constantly in my group because, you know, there's tons of stuff happening from the past in Mass Effect, right? And he's constantly commenting on that stuff. He's like, this is this, this is that. So there's a part where you go to the Asari homeworld, and there's, like, kind of this museum in the Asari homeworld. So if you are without the Prothean, if you have what you call it with you, I forget her name, um, if you have her with you, she tells you what these things mean to her people. And that's it. You know, this is this, this is that. If you have the Prothean with you, when she says that shit, he's like, no, that's not what that is. It's this. No, that's not what that is. That's this. And it actually helps provide a ton of insight into the game, which is something that somebody who's playing Mass Effect would want. You know? So, yeah, I, I do have a bit of a problem with that. It wasn't like the Mass Effect 2 DLCs when they added the new characters and basically just added new conversations that didn't necessarily change your understanding of the world or the game. That Prothean shit actually I I had it and I was mad. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's the way it was. So But um we should probably get to Mike's talking about Nino we-, we don't have
1: to. We we we've I you use any of the other topics could have been my topic. Really? Like <laughs> we, we don't we don't have to get into Nino Cooney. It's fine. I just
2: want to know why. I just need to know what I, I need to know though.
1: What do you what do you want to know? I
2: heard that you weren't a fan.
1: If you look at my Twitter, you will see a lot of inflammatory things about Nino Cooney <laughs> Are there any
2: spoilers?
1: No, no spoilers. My main oh so my main problem with Nino Cooney Nino Cooney too is I would say it's like a it's like a kids first tales of game. So it's not really geared for me and that's fine. I'm okay with a game, not ga- geared toward me. I can respect that and be like, okay, blah, blah, blah um, to me, the combat is too easy, but like I said, kids first tales game. Cool. Whatever. Um, the kingdom building to me felt very shallow, which is fine. Kids first tales game, whatever. Um, what irritated me was locking story progression behind side quests. And at that point, I'm like, why are they side quests? Because I had been ignoring them this entire time. And if I had sparse them out, it wouldn't have been so bad. But because I didn't. I then sat there and had to play the leave my console on so I can generate money game, which I will I will say is a horrible design from any standpoint. I didn't buy a main I didn't buy a $60 game to play a cell phone game because that's pretty much a cell phone game tactic. I'm looking at you two fable three fable three. You can go screw yourself with that. Stupid I home left buying stuff. my
2: console on an overnight multiple times playing fable. <laughs>
1: exactly because you get all the money you don't have to make the bad decision and there you go you won because of money so but anyways you Kuni 2 doesn't do that thank god like you don't have to like but like to progress story it's gated behind this fluff that you just kind of have to your kingdom just has to generate this much amount of money or you just can't do this and the only way for kingdoms to generate money play the game and you can't even like it's not generated by like real world time it's generated by in-game time i will oh. say that's a good thing
2: about tales of berseria you can send out ships to like on voyages and you could turn your system off and come back and the voyage is done because it goes by real time i was expecting that in nino Cooney, so i will agree with you there but i have not gotten far enough to
1: i'm well i hope i didn't spoil anything no. i will say like okay so my advice to you Do the do the side quests that get you people, um, because if you wait till the end to do or you wait for the gates to do it, it's really annoying and you end up doing these really annoying side quests. And also, I just don't like the 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 top down cutesy combat they have that have the the war, the warring tribes. I don't know if you got into that part yet.
2: What? That's so much fun.
1: It is the first three or four times there becomes a point where it's the the military units don't work the way you want them to. Like, they just don't move or attack like you expect them to. And then you end up having to redo missions over and over again because you messed up.
2: All right, I'm going to have to play further into it and then we can have a debate. We
1: we can discuss it later, okay. but th- this is my hot take without spoiling.
2: Okay, I did want that insight because I'm having a fun time. And like sometimes when games get way too in-depth, I lose interest.
1: First, first, my first six to ten hours of Nino Cooney 2. Great. After that ten hours, I, 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 I was like, I'm playing this. I am gonna beat it because I don't want anyone to tell me when I tell them this that oh you just didn't play far enough, <laughs> oh you didn't do all the things you were supposed to do, and oh you did no. I played it, I played by the rules, I did them upgrades, I did I I did side quests like the game told me told me to, and I beat it. So I've dumped 30 the game clock says probably 40 hours. I probably really only played it. 25
2: all right because I'm, I'm like halfway to where you're at so
1: give or take depending on how much fluff time you have to do to finish
0: it out but you know yeah so that's my that's that's my hot take <laughs> i'm waiting for an rpg to come back and use the battle system from grandia too but it's never gonna happen it's just a you're dream. never getting that it's just a you dream just, that will never just, happen again
1: <laughs> Just em- just emulate Grandia too, bro. You know, like, Grandia's not coming back. You know what RPG I'm
2: really <laughs> excited for is Octopath Traveler.
1: That looks good. I'm excited for Octopath Traveler. I wish they would have named it something else, but because they kind of launched with that name and everyone latched on to it, I did like, latch onto it.
2: I, never... I like the name, so I'm glad they kept it.
1: Right, it, it, I, you know it's fine. <laughs> Call it Octo Octopath Traveler. O- Here we go. Octo Dad
2: Traveler. <laughs>
0: Octo. Death. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I know. I, for some reason, RPGs like anime, I just, I can't, I, I still like them, but I don't make the time for them. What? Okay. I was like, you play Grandia. You can't, you can't just say this. <laughs> I like them. I still, I, I, lo- I, I mean, I like, when I get a chance to watch different shows, I love it. And When I get a chance to play RPGs, I love it. But the thing is, like, well, now I have this little bit of, t- well, so, comparably a little bit of time right do i do it to kind of progress on an rpg or do i actually play another game where i can get a nice chunk of progression and move through it
1: so i will say the nice thing that i've noticed about jrpgs lately is they've been very nice about the time it takes to actually complete i mean not 100 percent, it but if you just wanted to do story like you know literally could take you 20 to 30 hours which is normal jrpg we're looking more like 50 to 60, right? Right. So I'm starting to notice, and this isn't just like Nino Cooney. I'm noticing like other JRPGs are excluding Persona 5, uh, take, you know, not as long a period of time to finish. And I'm kind of okay with that. Like I am, I am totally okay to them catering to the busy p- market who don't have time to sink into those 120 hours. But that there are still some companies out there that will still generate these 120 hour RPGs or there's enough content in the game to be a 120 hour RPG. But main story really only takes 20 to 30, depending on how long you want to grind it out.
2: My problem with JRPGs that are short is they're short and I'm like, oh, man, there's so much content that I didn't do. And then I feel the need to platinum it. Like, that's what happened with Ease. I played Ease for like 70 hours and I was like, oh, I'm like 80% trophies. Got a platinum it. So I then takes more time. So it's kind of productive for me. I'm such
0: such a terrible person when it comes to achievements. It's like when I get them, I'm happy and I want them, but I'm not going to take any extra time to get the extra stuff. I only have one platinum trophy and it's Horizon Zero (laughs) Dawn. The only game that I'm actively seeking out achievements is in uh, Wolfenstein. That is the only game that I'm actively seeking out achievements. And doing all of the extra stuff um, because like usually like side quests, if they're in game, I will definitely do them. Before her um Wolfenstein, you actually have to not come out of the main game, but you have to go to a different part of the ship and only launch those specific missions. And the reason I'm doing them because some of them are fucking hard and it's fucking awesome. Uh, you want to talk about sense of accomplishment? I'm playing on the second highest difficulty, and some of that they like some of those bosses have one shot kills in the first person shooter, and I'm just like fuck it, we're we gonna do it, let's go. <laughs> I- <laughs> I definitely had to play
1: Wolfenstein on baby ass baby mode. Oh, yeah. Like that game with that. That game is hard. Okay. That game is. I don't know if it's the mechanics of it or I, or it's because like, I just came off of doom. Whoa. But like it, it just felt really hard.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it,
1: hard, but and it was, and it, I felt like it was my fault. Some of the times, But then other times I thought like, no,
0: this, I
1: think it felt like a very, like, I think it's maybe because I'm spoiled (laughs) off of the 2000 era of first person shooters. And I'm not used to that nineties era of first person
0: shooters. And this feels like a very nineties era first person shooter. It is because even do I will say doom is easier than Wolfenstein for sure, because the way doom plays, doom wants you to be aggressive. You are rewarded. The more aggressive you play. Throughout the entire game, there is never a time in Doom where you need to like kind of pull back a little bit. Oh, maybe I shouldn't be in this guy's face. Like, no, you need to be in his face. The shotgun needs to be in his mouth, and your hands need to be in his eyeballs. That's what you need to be <laughs> doing right now, every time with I just, Doom.
2: How do you do that all at once?
0: It's 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 a skill. You'll okay. develop it eventually, but still, Doom teaches you. Yeah, Play do Doom. Teach you. But, um But the thing about Wolfenstein is that. You need to go from aggressive to tactical almost instantaneously sometimes. Inside of the same fight, depending on who's near you, and uh, I mean, sometimes, the thing is, like, it's not like the fights are scripted either. Enemies come in maybe at certain times, but they don't follow, like, paths and stuff like that. They're just trying to fucking kill you. And um, also, with the With the uh, with Wolfenstein on the um on the on the like on the harder difficulties, and I am wondering how like how could there be another difficulty harder than this? You just can't get shot. Like you just that's just something that can't happen. You can't get shot in 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 that fucking mode, especially in the beginning of Wolfenstein. Because this is not spoiling anything, but toward the beginning of the game, you technically only have fifty health. You only have fifty health in the beginning of the game for a very long time. And it, I mean, is it like down the harder difficulties? Do you still only have the fifty health, or do they give you a hundred?
1: I I can't recall.
0: Yeah, because like they, they and I can understand why you only have fifty health because you start the game injured. Um, but um, that eventually goes well. You have fifty health and you have like some armor, but the armor goes away, especially in the 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 the, uh, the higher difficulties, pretty fast. But you really have to know when to be tactical, when to be at a distance and aim. And when you need to pull your double shotguns out and just hold the goddamn triggers down, you know, and and go in for it. So Wolfenstein is definitely hard. A lot more decision-making level design is different too, because in doom, you go into, you go from arena to arena, basically like you go into arena, they lock the doors, you kill everything. You walk out, you walk to the next arena. And that's essentially the game design behind doom with Wolfenstein. It's more of a cohesive level. And it's not designed for it. Well, it is designed for you to get around. Don't get me wrong, but the, mo- the mobility isn't there. You can make a mistake that puts you in a corner someplace and then you're just fucking dead. And then you have massive enemies that have way better mo- mobility than you do. You know? So like that's Wolfenstein is hard. That th- th- It always makes me wonder why they gave you those abilities like so late in the game. Right. That's because I think they wanted you to be good at the game first. <laughs> like, so cause like it
1: I know, but it just feels like those abilities should have been there like way earlier. Like especially in some of the fights. I feel like some of the fights were almost like, if you had this ability, this wouldn't be so bad.
0: Right, but, but those abilities that they give you like almost mid game or like later the game, they add new stuff to the game too. So I think like it, it does keep the game kind of uh kind of fresh but man like you want to talk about sense of accomplishments and that's what i I, that's one topic i do want to talk about on this podcast when we do have more time to develop a topic right is games that have like that try to make you feel good versus games that make you feel good actually by playing it right because wolfenstein is one of those games where you feel great when you finish a hard area like there's a um, there's one where you fight in this high uh, high rise in New York. There's a fight there, and that fight is fucking difficult, right? And when I finished that, I was just so happy. I was so happy that I finished it and beat it that I fell out the window and killed myself by accident. Um, but the the thing, then you have other games that try to make you feel great. And um, I'm not going to mention one game. That's a great example because I don't feel like paying anymore more tonight. But I feel like every time he says I'm not going to mention one game, this <laughs> counts as a jar. Counts. Yeah, it, it, it that... doesn't count because I did not get into detail of it. I'm going to trash another game for, 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 for that sense of accomplishment thing. And that would be like um, Modern Warfare era Call of Duty. Right. I mean, there's straight at parts of Modern Warfare 2 that you don't even have to pull the trigger. Like you just – you if you stand there, you're not going to get shot. Or if you're on a on-rails part, it's just going to go to the end. You don't even have to pull the trigger. And they're constantly killing people in slow motion, blowing up the Eiffel Tower, nuking people from space. It's like it loses its touch after a while, right? And they're trying to make you feel something. They're trying to extract the feeling after you. But with in terms of Wolfenstein and Doom, they're like – yeah, just make them do this really hard thing. Make it fair, but hard, right? I can't say that about Wolfenstein, that the fights are hard, but they're fair. If you So just, what you're saying is they learn from Dark Souls? They took Dark Souls and put it in a shooter? Is that what you're telling me? To a degree. Dark Souls is more about learning from your mistakes, though, right? Like, you know, you'll just walk onto, a, like, a, a a platform and it'll fall. Okay, can't walk on that platform anymore. <laughs> like, I, now I know. Dark Souls well, is all,
2: like, trial and error.
0: Yeah, whereas Wolfenstein is like, if you got the skills, you'll get through this on the first time.
2: If you
0: had the skills. Oh, you died? Maybe you shouldn't have missed that shot. Hmm? Maybe you shouldn't have missed that shot. Did you think about that? <laughs> like, you know, that's the way Wolfenstein kind of plays, you know. But that's that that's there's a big difference between the two, and I love to explore that and talk about that sometime. So, but that's not going to happen tonight. So we're going to go ahead. No, nope. <laughs> we're going to go ahead and close up this show. Thank you very much, Mike, for hopping on, especially staying on for so long. I know you got to work in the morning. Really do appreciate that oh you know i love doing this yeah so it's great to have you back we're definitely going to have you back again this door is always open for you here so just (laughs)
1: oh you miss our arguments
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) and like if if people listen to this i'm like man they didn't even argue what do i even listen to this for that's
2: why i'm here i'm here for the arguments
0: Oh yeah, I was trying to explain to her the depth of some of the arguments we've had before, and how people thought we hated each other on the podcast. I mean, we're like,
1: we're like good friends. I mean, we live in different states and whatever, and
0: but like, like we're cool. We're we've always been cool, even after blowout like matches on Watchful Radio. <laughs> so, look, just because you have salt about May. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, Mike, you can come back any time. We'll definitely keep you on the up to date with the topics we're gonna do uh, right now uh well, first of all, thank you for listening, guys. um people who listen to this podcast all the way through, I am convinced you really love video games because this this show was all over the place specifically um so yeah, like you love video games, you love hearing about people talk about video games, at least people who know what they're talking about, <laughs> but um. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for sticking around with us. Uh, you can find, if you listen to this show like on SoundCloud or something like that, you can also subscribe to it on iTunes and, you know, other, um, There's a, it's on a, a bunch of other platforms for iOS and Android. So just search for MASHCAST or the MASHCAST your podcast catcher of choice. Uh, you can keep up with MASHLOS buttons on uh, Twitter at site. Also on Facebook.com slash buttons and YouTube.com slash buttons. Uh, Mike you want to give me your Twitter Is that good you know keep up with
1: you uh, Yeah so my Twitter is uh, K-E-Y Underscore L-O-C-K-E underscore So key underscore lock underscore um, Yeah so I've been trying to stream More so catch my Twitter if you want to like see some Gameplay I was streaming Nino Cooney But I kind of Decided I didn't like Nino Cooney so I didn't think people would Want to watch me just hate on this fucking game
0: So bad <laughs> uh, they <laughs> might want to <laughs> They might want uh, to. They <laughs> if, might. People? I think the next
1: game I'm going to be streaming, though, I think I'm going to pick up Extinction tomorrow, the new Iron Galaxy game. Mm. And I think
0: I might be streaming that for a little bit. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, how about you, Christina? What uh, You want to get pass out your info?
2: Uh, yeah, you can find me um at S'mores Pop-Tart on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. I have been streaming again lately. It's been a lot of Final Fantasy 14 things. If my life calms down a little bit more, I might start speedrunning sunshine again i don't know we'll see so
0: okay nice and you can follow me on twitter at underscore jaw underscore it's underscore j a a underscore uh i usually say that i i do stream on twitch.tv slash matches but i really just have not been streaming um that much oh well you uh you're muted i can't hear you
1: no i was like you've been in china <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, well yeah like, but even before that i just haven't been streaming that much uh, which I people want me to stream. I don't know why. Like, I talk a oh, People hit me up in Discord. They hit me up on Twitter. I'm like, eh, you really want to see Cause, me? Because you're entertaining. Holy crap. It's like <laughs> people want to be entertained by you.
1: It's like that's the reason why they come to the podcast, is to be entertained by you. Man, this is like such an epiphany.
0: That's true. I just, just got to start streaming some more, so I'll, I'll, I'll get back around to it. Maybe I'll stream so recently in Overwatch, I have only been playing DPS. Instalock DPS. How's that DPS? been feeling for you? Huh? You've been that guy. I've been. You've inst- been that guy. Oh, you've yeah, been that guy. I've been Instalock DPS, not seeing a word. I don't want him to hear my <laughs> voice because I don't want him to start saying shit to me. Like, hey, can you switch? Because the answer's no. <laughs> I'm being super selfish on my Smurf. um So Do might... as he
1: says, not as he does,
0: ladies and gentlemen. Yes, yes. I might stream that a bit, but you know what the funny thing is, I'm winning more than I'm losing. That's for sure so yeah <laughs> you are not supposed to
1: prove them right
0: You're not. <laughs> so uh yeah i might stream that a bit uh feel free to join us on discord which is our discord.me slash those buttons we are all on there including mike including mike mike is there as well so definitely hit us up in there we love to talk to you guys sometimes We would love to get feedback about the show like oh man these shows are way too long <laughs> you know so like, you can you can say something like that um Definitely encourage you guys to reach out to us uh, and contact with us. Um, you know, uh, whether it be on Twitter, on the website, SoundCloud. We would love to hear your feedback, and if you want to help the show out, the best way you can do that right now is to share the show with others, and also to rate and review us on your podcast platform of choice. So that'd be a great help. Thank you very much, and I also uh, recommend you guys check out slash shows to see all of our shows. We have Watchplay Radio for Overwatch, Set Rep Radio for the Division. Two World of Warcraft podcast, wow talk I'm torn the goblin and double tap for things fighting game related. So we really got that hot shit for you. You can you can you can get anything you're looking for almost. So, thank you guys very much. Um, we will see you in 2 weeks. Bye. See ya.